What's up, What's man? What are, you at? what are you doing? What you up to? What's shaking? How you now? Yo, I'm Mike McGrath from Stonehouse, and we are on What Is Going On, Dre. What is up, man? Hey, Mike. Good to see you, homie. How are things? No, not bad, man. Not bad. Not bad at all. Ready for a chat? We, uh, we've we been trying to do this for a while now, and finally, it's just like, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah. We're going to dive right in. I know life is busy, and uh, you're, you're working two jobs. You're... Uh, Working the day job, and then you've got your night moves with the solo the show move. and I like the that, stone hose. <laughs> so tell me, yes. uh, you just released a new EP, Small Town Sounds. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, the tracks on that, the process, what the plan is for 24 for you guys. So, I mean, with that EP, it was kind of like, it all kind of began with when COVID had hit, we took our tour funds that we had saved and we kind of dumped it all into an interface and mics and the beginnings of a home studio. And then from there, that's kind of, we started learning to track ourselves. And that's kind of this EP is our first batch of tunes. We had tracked ourselves in the home studio. I find the thing as a whole seems to be kind of about like reflection, kind of self-reflective right. songwriting. I feel like most of it kind of a coming of age type thing going on in there, maybe. Finding your true self kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the music matured with us as we kind of, you know, we've been at it a hot minute. Yeah, no, I totally understand that, man. Growing as a musician and growing as yourself, there's more elements than just one speed. It's like finding... Yeah, man. Some things those... go and then the other thing catches <laughs> up. And yeah, sometimes the music's a little ahead of me and I'm trying to... I'm faking it in the tune a little more mature and cool than I am. Yeah. Right. No, that's cool, man. And I think that's important for a lot of young listeners listening is to be able to record yourself and to yeah. be able to do that yourself because if you're going into a professional studio or if you're recording yourself at home, whatever it is, if you don't know your ins and outs of recording yourself, then you're going to have a hard time. You're going to spend a lot of money. That's just it. And I mean, if you end up scrapping the idea, you got pre-production. No, which is exactly. I think people man. sleep on until you end up having this pre-productions where it's at. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. You should go in the studio ready to record. I think most yeah. of the last album we did, um, all the tempos were mapped out. We used the same tempos we used on demos in ninety percent of the stuff. So I think, like you said, yeah. pre-pro is so important. Well, man, you go in knowing what you're doing. You're yeah. not trying to fiddle around and and be all creative on on your dime. Of right? course, man. I mean, there is obviously studio magic, but that's in the extras. That's in the overdubs. You got to have yeah, that core yeah, sure. tight as a whip, and you go in knowing what you want. And oh, or when you get the funding to go in there and <laughs> fucking fire around yeah. on something. Like, well, that's fun too. Yourself, when you're paying yourself, yeah, you're like, you want to have your, it, well, when you're blessed to have some home gear, you can kind of, I can noodle guitar takes of for course. You know, 500 takes until I work out the part where if in there, I'd have to settle on a few and have someone put something together or something, right? And, no, exactly. Was there anything that you demoed before the album version that you took like the solo from and slid it into the album version? Because it was at home, I must have redone everything 400 yeah, times. Yeah, Exactly. The one that I would say, the only song that wasn't tracked at home was a song called Moment of Silence. We had done all in the basement kind of here and sent it to them so they could kind of get their ears on what we're going to be trying to do. And that one there, I feel like was one where it was kind of interesting to hear our equipment and what we do and then go into a real studio and hearing it be brought up in there, just the drums, more so the drums than anything in the, in the real room. That's the right. real 
everything else you can kind of get, you know, get away with. But those drums, those drums, (laughs) we were in the real room in the real studio and the Neve board. You're like, okay, it's worth the money. It's yeah. That little extra 10%. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're only investing in yourself. No, exactly, man. It's so it's, it's cool. It's cool. And did you have Maley mix this project too? Yeah. So he did, he did these six songs. So we met him uh, a long time ago. He was Torn as a sound guy with a band called The Crownlands. Right. And uh, we had played a gig with them uh, at the commune that used to be here in New Glasgow. Those guys were a little bit more, I'd say, prog rock and were kind of uh, a bit more roots to, you know, something a bit more traditional, maybe a blues influence thing. But it, it was a fun, high energy show. And they asked us to play. Uh, the next night with them in Halifax and we did that and Justin kind of did our sound, I believe both nights just kind of had tech cause you know, we didn't He's there. Yeah. And, yeah. And he was there and I think he dug what we were doing then. Cause it was, you know, we were having fun with it and really pushing it. And yeah. we were all just kind of smoking joints <laughs> and hitting, you know, and having a, a laugh and people have to realize that in this industry, you've got to be friends first to make the business work. To to really do something, yeah, because yeah, you, like you got to believe in each other as humans to make the product shine that much more. And you saying that is so important because most of the relationships I've made, I was friends first, or it's like I like what this person is doing. So to hear that from that, how it came yeah. organically, to continue working with each other, it's important. We had tried local stuff. Uh, we recorded our first one at Shoebox when Shoebox was in Ian's garage, cool, and that man. went that went awesome. We yeah. had a wicked time in there. It was like our first uh, as Stonehouse Studio experience. Fun man, uh, and we had a buddy mix that one. And I mean, like you can only get you know I don't know how to say, it, but like just <laughs> compared to the mixing guy, Melly's just has the equipment and the tools at hand. He's got it all. Make- yeah. He's to make things uh, that in 2015, me and our buddies didn't have. <laughs> so it's like now we, I can hear the difference and I'm like, holy geez, like you get what you pay for yeah. with most things, as you know. No, like, totally, man. And it's you invest in that song, man. It's worth it. So what do you got planned for 2024? What's on the books? Uh, so so out, of the, out of the gate here, we, we put that EP out just before Christmas yep. and uh, we're dropping a new single uh, mid-March probably. Frig yeah. And that's going to be to another EP that's hopefully going to be out before nice. the summer. So we got some dates, um, March 28th in Fredericton, March 29th in Montreal, and March 30th back in St. John. We got a little run there Fun. for this single. And then we have uh, a couple April dates with Charlottetown and Halifax and stuff like that to kind of tie in. I feel like uh, I say this as a joke all the time, like with the other bands. But like we've been on an East Coast tour for ten years now, <laughs> like just that kind of you know heading heading to Freddie. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And it, <laughs> it's honestly it's it's tough to even just leave Nova Scotia. Everything is so expensive now, and it's hard to yeah. like fuel the van. No, hey man, like, yes, you got to invest in yourself. Like you were saying, you guys invested money that you saved up to do your own thing, and a lot yeah. of people got to realize bands are not making much money. No, I make a lot. Uh, I mean, you'd know this too. You make more in terms of flat rates and easier money by yourself doing like entertainment Solo, type yeah, things. Like playing. Where you're not really, you're hardly playing a show as much as you're being an entertainer for certain ones. Right. And, you know, when you're going out pushing your art, sometimes the currency is more opportunity than it is money. You're right. 100%. So you're out, you're out there working for opportunity. And, you know, making the best I've of that. Tra- 
We've yeah, back in the day, we've traveled to Toronto and played for forty bucks, and <laughs> we've traveled <laughs> to Westville here and played for three thousand. You just no, don't know. exactly, you, man. Like it's, it's that, all in the door deals, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thrill of it all is not knowing because that yeah, man, it, that opportunity yeah. could be around the corner, and you just yeah. never know. You got to be in that room, that, and you got that's that's the thing. You got to put on that face, and you just got to be there. You got to be present, that's and you got to be in the moment. And no matter if you had a bad day or. What the hell ever else is going on in your head? When you're on stage, you got to shut that off because you are entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Nobody wants to see someone who doesn't want to be there. No, exactly. And that's, that's a big thing. Speaking of that, I'm going to get into a segment I call Tourer Stories. So, yeah, yeah. A horror story from the road on tour. Speaking of moments not wanting to be there or something that just went wrong, what's one that sticks out to you? Well... I'm, I don't know. Some people might say, I'd say we'd be split to say it's like it went wrong, but it went right. But right. we, so we played uh, a gig kind of linked to the Crownlands. They booked us this gig in Oshawa at a place called the Mustache Club because Kevin was working there. And so we had played there. And afterwards, there's a guy, he was buzzed up. I won't say his name, but he was dressed in, in Hell's Angels gear, but not the vest at the time. So anyway, he was right into the group. And we were playing Toronto the next night from Oshawa. And He's like, yeah, I'll be coming. What venue? And I mean, this guy was pretty sauced up saying he's a hell's angel. Anyway, we're playing at Duffy's Tavern in Toronto the next night. And who rolls in but a guy in a vest, hell's angels vest, this dude. And he wanted to come out and party. He came out and wanted to party with us afterwards. We went to this place called the Pink Cadillac and we sent our roadie riding with him. And I won't get into too much on camera, but the boys indulged. uh, Boys had fun. And quite the party. uh, (laughs) And he invited us. He invited us back to the uh the clubhouse where the boys kind of looked at me and i was like no we gotta play tomorrow <laughs> drive back to ottawa <laughs> honestly those things are the best about the road though you never know oh man you never know you just who, never know who you're gonna meet what you're gonna run into and getting those- he was a tattoo artist and he said he actually worked on queen street next to much music and had done tattoos on some of the dudes in some 41 and a lot of these bands who had got popular yeah be, they'd want quick ink and be fine. He had done stuff on a lot of these guys younger, and that's how he said he got in was doing tattoos for a lot of them. That's cool, man. Which was interesting, right? Because he was in our, he played himself, and the next night when he was wearing his gear and he was kind of came to see us, he was a lot more sober and yeah, yeah. So we got to know him. You got but, to know yeah, him a little was, bit better. Yeah, it was funny. So he didn't give you a tattoo or anything? Uh, no, we didn't have we didn't have time. Um, I definitely. I, it was kind of a thing where we're like, next time we come, man. We're going to make but some. That, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> no. It didn't happen. Are you doing any Toronto trips in the near future? No, not in the near future. Not anything planned. I feel like uh, this Montreal rip will be, you know, this will be the first real past New Brunswick kind of road trip we've done since 2019. Yeah. Um. So this will be getting our feet wet and we'll be kind of assessing, I think, what we want to do because. Yeah. It comes down to what do you want you out know, of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get you dude. get you get to you get to make one say one or two good moves a year. Maybe it's a trip to Newfoundland. <laughs> Honestly, I've been wanting <laughs> like to go just, back there, yeah. and I've never gone. So it's like we kind of to, to let the music kind of take us places yeah. like that and use the trip because that's what it'll do. We just kind of save our band cash up as a whole. Yep, and run it that way. That's always we've ever done. I think that's the best way to run a band, especially if <sighs> if you're trying to reinvest in yourself and you're making it a, as an original artist. It's like if you want to be able to say yes, man, you got to have money <laughs> to go stay the night somewhere and play. Yeah, that's- have you guys done the staying in the van? You know, crashing we, we've the floors? always 
we've always either crashed at someone's place or had money for uh, a hotel. Like I said, we've we've never taken a, a dime yet in the t- since 2015. So it's just been saved in the cash, like just in a cash box. <laughs> uh, and that's how we've run her. Like uh, when we go away on a trip, it's like we pay for our food and the gas and the hotel and from our else. band money. Yeah. Yeah, and then we just go back to playing. So if we get a a really good gig, like, uh, you know, it's maybe a good festival. You know, you bank that, and, you know, that gives you three away shows or uh, a mix and a master or, uh, you know, whatever. And that's kind of how we see it. It's like you look at these things as they're coming up, you're like, oh, that's two trips to here. That's a, you know, if we had a big one, that'd be a Toronto. You know, it it all comes down to the gigs that are lining up and kind of where the chips are stacking up, I guess. Are you working on any solo material or is it... uh... I don't really do anything solo that isn't the band. Yeah. I feel like this last, since I started playing these acoustic gigs, which is something I was kind of nervous of, people started to think that I was like... Mike is like a solo guy and then Stonehouse is like this, but, but I'm not. No, I, it's all the same. It's all entity. the same. Yeah. I don't write any songs. Like I'm not, uh, I never wanted it to be, uh, I never wanted to be in a group where it's like Mike and the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always want to be in a band where I can kind of, even though maybe on the front man, I'm still kind of in the group. Right. Uh, because I, just as a player and stuff, I felt like I was late to the party. So I was never like, oh yeah, I don't want to take the fuck. You're better than me. You can fucking, you know, I'll just sing, man. I'll and just like, sing, we have man. Our, yeah, like we have our fun up there and stuff, but like off stage and like photos and stuff, I always kind of to make it look like, you know, we're all equal. So I didn't want to be standing out. That was, I was just like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. But uh, in the last little bit, kind of Pat had consciously said well man like let's direct this a little different let's try to make this this way so you're kind of more front of this because the songwriting had shifted and then i feel like yeah with the solo gigs people started thinking i had like my own thing going on and i'm like oh, oh fuck no, no i'm just, just playing just shows to make money and doing yeah things. that's it you yeah. got it uh it's one of those things where it's it's really helped the band yeah um, of course and, man. and i got a lot of this from watching watching how you go about this like just pounding the gigs out you have to you're only improving yourself you know what I mean? It's like, and I meet I meet so many people in these pubs and stuff that I wouldn't meet at the venue right. playing a full band show, where I'm getting them to the venue because they're seeing me play their favorites and I'm like, don't check out dude. my new album, you know. And that's the biggest thing. That's been the biggest kick. Like it got us popular. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, it got us popular in Churro because I played acoustic gig once a month at the Blunt Bartender and stuck it out and built a fan, built base. a following. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Not much honestly. one, but but it's a real deal. Same as Andy Ganesh. No man, that's just like Candid and Coldstream, right? That you know, you just go, you go, and next thing you know, there's there was when we did our release show at the Square. There, there was people that were coming from Churro and, and Andy Ganesh. That's well, that's the whole point. It's yep. like we're not that far. Let's put on a real concert here. Yeah, exactly. Square and and try to do something. So I mean, with that being said, it kind of you know I don't know how often we'll play New Glasgow unless there's a release or something. You know, I just don't feel like that's the move we want to be making. It's kind of it's kind of moving backwards if you're looking at that way for sure. We spent a lot of time as a band. I feel like playing gigs, like playing gigs. Maybe we didn't need to play, but just playing them to play them. Yeah. And I kind of look around at some of our peers uh, that I feel like are on a similar mission, and some of them take a different approach. Maybe of not playing every gig. Not every band's rocking. You know, I'm yeah. not whatever. But uh, that's something I've noticed is like you know to maybe pick, pick and, and choose, choose and, and kind of space things out and, and play with the right 
groups to make sure when you're going somewhere that it's very well worth the trip. No. It's all about a good bill. Yeah. Everything's about a good bill. Yeah. The bill has to be, that's what makes a show. Cause I mean, if we're going somewhere, no one knows us. The only thing that's going to save the show is a good bill. Yep. Good local support and music that, you know, is going to work together. And that's the biggest thing. hundred percent. You know, we spent, like, we did a residency at Gus's Pub playing every Wednesday years ago for like six Wednesdays. We're from Pictou County, had to work at seven in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's for, the thing, for, right? For a hundred bucks a night. Oh, and there was no, no and, there, and there was nobody there. And you know what? Uh, like Scott, Scott hated it. So he makes fun of that. But for me. <laughs> that was his horror me, I, story. Yeah, I loved I love that stuff. Yeah. I would go I would go Man, that's why I do the open mic thing every dude, Wednesday. Dude, I would go for I just I would play forever. I don't care if there's anyone there. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You're I get baked and just rip. I don't care. <laughs> fuck, man. You're there for the music. Oh, I'm there to play with the guys. Yeah. That's the main thing. And you're that's you're what, not getting down on it me. yourself. I, yeah, man, I totally no, understand. That, it never that. bothered me. That never bothered me. No. I know I know some people it does affect uh I mean, yeah, we used to be a four-piece, and I feel like a, a big part of the reason why we're a three-piece now is because, you know, you spend a lot of time playing gigs to nobody. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be honest here. You're traveling around. You're hacking, and you're really fucking... You're in the pushing. trenches, man. Yeah, and you, you're, you're fucking... Bill Burr said it. You're uh, killing to the abyss. He told Andrew <laughs> Santino that. He said, you know, and that's where you got to stay, and that's, you know, yeah. that's where people either fall off or whatever, but you got to... Well, you got to be strong to dig that. down there to, in order to get the big ones. Man, it, yeah, it doesn't always seem that fun, I think, to to some where you go, what the fuck is the point of this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, But uh, to me, it's just like, I love it. Like, right, killing a tune we made up. <laughs> you know, like, you well, know. the good thing about it is making the best of the moments and whatever's in front of you, yeah. finding a positive in it. And for you to keep pushing forward, that's one of the reasons why is because you have that ability to look past what's in front of you and see the bigger picture. Yeah, man. The bigger picture in the end is you're fucking making music with your best friends. You're making well, songs. You're sharing your art. You're doing it for you first, and then everything else comes second. Well, man, at any point, uh, you know, it could, I'm not going to say it could be over, but COVID kind of showed <laughs> us just how fragile yeah. a gig is, right? Gigging is. You're and, right, uh, I just, I just think it's one of those things where... Yeah, live for this it. Is, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's not there's not much I can complain about when it comes to it. I, you know, I get to play ten fucking gigs ish a month. Yep, making a, enough ish cash to do enough ish things. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, to mix in and and, and it's like. You know, you got to evaluate what success is along the way so you don't end up kind of kicking yourself in the bag the whole time, <laughs> I feel like. No, for sure. Is there anything, like, when you're doing your solo shows, is there any songs where you're like, ah, not this one again? I know there's some um, entertainers that will <laughs> play Wagon Wheel, and it's like, man, why are you playing that song if you hate it? Because I won't if play it. Asks, if, if someone asks me to play it, like, if someone's excited, I'll play it because I'm <laughs> excited they're excited. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll play, like, I'm up for, like... Pretty well, whatever. Uh, like as long as it's like people ask. Is there yeah, one song well, you won't play? Uh, if I know uh, that I know. Like, is there one that's not? Like, if I knew it. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm a man. I yeah. Like if it if people don't want to hear it, I won't play. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's if someone was like, man, shut the fuck. Like, hey, <laughs> let's pack that one in. All right. Never mind. Song. Do you have a guilty pleasure song? Oh, tons. Like I do. Uh, oh, see, this is where, this is more where I'm at. They're this is where I'm at like, too. Same. They're all guilty pleasures more than I don't want to do them. Like I do things like the solo gigs are silly. Like I do exactly. things like shaggy, shaggy. It wasn't me Yep. all the way to this new kind of 
heartfelt country music that's right. out, you know all of that stuff i i like the acoustic gigs because um i'm playing like i asked my woman i said send me five tunes i should do <laughs> yeah so I, I got these five songs i didn't know one was uh jersey giant by this evan honer guy okay um it turns out it's written by tyler Chil of anyway, course it tyler is <laughs> of course and and uh yeah great tune um just these you know i don't know I, I find it's just making me better of learning it a is, new chord man. or a new way to mimic someone's voice as I'm trying to sing a, a country ditty. And you're finding new things about hitting notes. Vocal or, nuances. That's it's that's what I'm breaking through, like, you know. Yeah, and for me, that's literally, like, why myself and the guys were doing, like, the Big Shiny Tunes shows. It's to get us outside of a box. And that's yeah. why I think, going back to it, these solo shows are so important so you can exactly progress as a as an individual yeah. so that the band shines right be right there with you you know yeah well and i'd never played like as and I, we'd always played a lot but i'd never played as much as i played this last year yeah. you know like never i was playing at least two or three times a week and i mean it's like at the end of the day when you're getting six or nine hours in on the guitar and vocals every week on a stage it's you can't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I'll, oh unless your singing technique is frigged up and you're throwing out your voice, you got no. It's, it's only getting stronger. Exactly, like, man. I noticed I'd have no falsetto for the second show in a row at first. <laughs> yep. Like if I was that's the Friday, thing that goes Saturday for sure. <laughs> and then now I just did. Uh, I did like I did five nights in a row there Thursday to through Monday. Yep. Land. And I mean, Monday, Sunday was kind of fucked, dude. Yeah. Monday. You pushed well, through it, it though. Was, you played the grittier still, songs. Well, they, they were still there. Like, I could still hit a <laughs> flutter. <laughs> and I'm like, it's still, yeah, I'm like, it's still there. That's my you morning know. check. Every morning when I wake up, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, man, and isn't that funny? Because, like, I don't drink a lot. I'll say that I don't drink when I'm playing. And no. Stuff because that's one thing you've learned over the years. <laughs> I just find that horses my voice does, like nothing man. else. Yeah. And, and it makes me burp while I'm performing. Performing. Yep. And it just takes me fucking just making me burp. And I'm like, don't. I'm trying to <laughs> See, get to, through this line and find a breath to let it out. And the strategy. I don't, I don't like boozing. I don't like, as a group, we don't drink and play. No, we it, never it's have. so smart that way, too. We never, we never have. We, and we don't drink at practice. We never have. No. Just, and not, it wasn't discussed. We just, when we're jamming, we're just like, all right, we're in the zone. Fucking, yeah, fucking, what was that? Fucking skill. <laughs> we're just all into like getting stoked on doing our own fucking. <laughs> That's freaking deadly. You know, you know uh, the, I don't know. The party was always, it was always funner to be like rocking the party than to be in the party, I guess. No, you're, you're 100% right. That's, I haven't drank in 15 months. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. supplying I mean, the I party. I still will. Yeah. I still will, but I don't. I just don't often. Like, no, that's good, man. Like, I think that's important. Like, I'll sip a cold stream just because I find their shit like delicious. <laughs> yeah, I'll sip one of them. What do you just kind of? What kind do you like? The uh, peach? I really like the peach iced tea, but I find their <laughs> I find their beer, man. Yeah, I find they hit a home run. Like, I can see the hat. You're repping it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm repping it, man. I got a work version and I got a clean version. I love it. Fucking. No, they're good. They're good, man. They're great people. So, what got you? Starting music. What's your biggest influence? So, I mean, I kind of started late. I did. Uh, I did boxing from like my late elementary school till the end of high school, and I didn't really play guitar and stuff then. Did you sing then? No, singing came no. after guitar. Uh, yeah, like I would say probably 2012. Yeah. I started okay, singing. Cool. And I was graduated high school, and I started working at DNW with uh, a few buddies, and they had played, and I we had just kind of started jamming, and. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I sang a song into a uh, condenser that was recording, so there was no PA, but I sang the song into the mic, and they, the boys listened back, and they're like, yeah, you're the fucking, you can be the singer. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, okay. I'm yeah, in. Fucking. Yeah, so I was down, and we just, I mean, we didn't do anything, but that turned into what was a band that was called Itchy Trick that I was in. Nice. So that's that your first like, band? That was my that was my first band right before Stonehouse. So that was me and a guy named well Scott, drummer, same drummer, same drummer. You've played with the same drummer all your life. Yeah, it's amazing. same guy. Yeah, the only guy. So for me, like music isn't uh, like I don't feel like I'm like a musician who can like take my guitar and go play with a uh, bunch of people and be like, oh yeah, Mike's a good player. I just feel like I'm good with these guys at doing my thing. You're just I'm being not, humble, bud. Well, I know. I just I feel I feel that's like your that's core. the yeah, well, that's all I know is these guys. Like, I knew one other bass player, and he actually, uh, the song Moment of Silence is about him. He, right. He hung himself. We had played together in this band. We were, he he was, fuck, we were only kids in our early 20s, right? And yeah, man. It'd be, it'd be eight years to the day there, early February, that he, he had passed. And it was one of those things where, you know, it's just, you don't take things for granted when things happen like that, and you just kind of assess life and but, the tr- yeah, true yeah. meaning and of- i mean we, we were just young then but it's it you know it's stuck and i feel like that kind of put a bit of glue in stonehouse right people think this you is guys like been our through debut shit al- yeah people think this is like our debut album because we kind of like uh, we were a four piece and then we pulled our old stuff down and dropped the holy water thing yeah people like we played the jube there and people are like oh man i'm so stoked you guys played the jube for the first time it's like we've been around <laughs> for nine years well that <laughs> It's cold over reinventing it yourself. I, I love it. I love that we shed our skin. I feel like we had a, uh, I feel like, um, I'll be honest, I feel like people had kind of mis, uh, misinterpreted us from the beginning a little bit. I feel like we've always been viewed as edgier than we are or yep. something. Um, and we're not really <laughs> uh, edgy. The music's not. I mean, it can... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that. So I, I, it was nice to kind of shed the shed the skin yeah. and come back because we're not. Uh, I don't know. We're just. I don't know. That's yeah. I feel like we got a little mixed up there. We used to get paired up with. I don't know if it's because we covered bands. a rage song. Yeah, we covered a rage song. We could partner up with some punk bands and shit. And I'm thinking we'd be playing. I'm thinking like. They don't fucking want to see us up here singing this clean cut. I'm going, ooh, do, do, do. They're going, get the fuck out of here. What's like, this guy doing? Literally, like they're thinking, like, get you in your strat and your little fucking fender amp and <laughs> get out of here. Make some noise. Literally. And I'm I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, these boys. What am like, I doing here? They they want to see me fucking, you know, like I so I feel like we get mixed in some weird gigs because we would play. I guess we do play like a spectrum of tunes. Yeah. Um, you know, and we do kind of, but it'd just be one heavy song at the end. Of course. No, I, I totally understand that. <laughs> we get, yeah, we get kind of crammed in with some bands. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad now that we've kind of, I don't know, uh, I don't know, just authentically found yourself. Tar- yeah. And it, it took this long to do it. Like and it's not something that's forced, right? No, we're not really, I think it's, we're not trendy guys. We're not no. really like, and you guys are portraying who you are better as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like as a collective, it's like, People are knowing how you sound now. Plus, you guys yeah. are expressing yourself in that manner. Yeah, like you said, you guys are pretty, pretty straightforward with what you are. Yeah, I, I do, I do feel like that we got mixed up as being like, I don't know, like edgy 
edgy dude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're fucking. Uh, I think sometimes because we are three guys from the same town that went to school together and knew each other for before the band. Like me and Scott went to boxing together, and Pat and Scott were in elementary school together, and yeah, that kind of thing. I think there's like a connection there where maybe we're a bit more comfortable with each other. So maybe we come into places being a bit more silly sometimes. Totally, man. Yeah, and it's you like, guys are a uh, band I mean, of brothers. It's like well, we we always described it as like we're a band that shows up in the same vehicle. Yeah, and because <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of bands that show up in five different cars. Right? Yeah, I love. And it's a that. different thing. It's and a you different know dynamic. That. You, you got to kind of you got to ride with each other, man. Getting that van together. Oh, you got ride, ride or die. <laughs> you got to ride. The van ride's the best part, man. The, no, it the really podcasts, is. This the album listening, picking on each other. The, oh, the the jokes and the, the you know that's where you come up with the big dreams and the fucking. That's where the camaraderie the epif- is, man. The epiphanies. The big, <laughs> oh, boys, what I got this idea. This? <laughs> yeah, big the worst fucking idea. <laughs> Four thirty in the morning, driving through butt fuck nowhere, yeah, and you got yeah, a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. We'll drop the single, and we'll dream. Well, two weeks later, we'll drop the fucking video. Oh, and- I got it. Yeah, yeah, the big rollout. <laughs> the big the rollout the red carpet. We got it. Yeah, and that's yeah. the hype machine, man. And that's to make to make success in your own realm. You've got to hype each other up, and those van do, rides man. are for bringing the boys together, bringing that's the crew together, and the camaraderie. Why, it, yeah. it shines through when you you know when a band is a band. It's not I just feel, a couple I, guys. I feel the same way. You, you have to have way. that, man. There's there's nothing cooler than making music with your best buds. <laughs> and then there's then there's then there's some dudes out here with the other kind of band. They're like, man, fuck you guys. And yeah. <laughs> like, we show up we show up in twelve cars, asshole. Fuck it. They hate each other but just have to be there. Yeah, they're like, I get my girlfriend to take a different car just to carry my aunt. We need so many cars. Like, we're, we're so separate here. Like, no, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. But it yeah. is. It's one of those things I always found that like you'd see groups who are you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you don't spend that extra time together. And I feel like it adds to the sound tightness. Even oh, yeah, you're man. Playing, you're around each other and you just get a feel. You for get each other's vibe. You get, dyna- yeah, if somebody's yeah. having an off day, you know not to push their buttons on stage in a certain way. Or if it's like, yeah. you know, lean into them to cheer them up a little bit more. Sometimes that's what it is. It's like sometimes you know you have to maybe put on the show a little harder to right. elevate the vibe and get the no, boys swinging. Man. You know? yeah. Sometimes if someone's dragging boots or and vice versa. Yep. Like if I'm if I'm kind of like Having going day. through the motions, going through the motions, so to speak, and you look over and Pat's fucking hammering <laughs> it out, swinging his head around six foot <laughs> fucking nine broomstick up there doing his thing. You're like, you know, all right. You're going to go, yeah, you better get the fuck into this Scotty and his hair back there banging it out. You're like, oh, shit. What am I, I doing do up it. here? Lo- yeah, I'm up here loitering the front of the fucking <laughs> the stage, you know? No, like fucking, that's yeah. it, man. You just got to fucking put it on and do it for the boys. You're doing it for each other. Me, me, and, me and Pat do a, you know... I wouldn't, like We don't do like sit down and write songs together necessarily, but it's... You know it's what nice each other's going to do. <laughs> well, it's nice having someone in the group who also is like uh, a songwriter. Yep. You know, who writes songs top to bottom. And, you know, like a lot of the times if I write a song, say that I do take to the band, I leave a section. Like I'll do like get like a verse and a chorus or even just a chorus. Yeah. And I'll make sure that I leave a lot of spots empty because it's like. I feel like if if each guy gets to have their input on the tune to that degree and add like a part and the boys get to work out a bridge and yeah 
then they feel like they're up there playing their song. And that's what I always wanted. I didn't that's want cool, people man. to feel like they're playing my songs. Yeah. Because I know what it's, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm playing someone else's. I want to feel like we're playing ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel like those little things, it's nice having someone who, you know, ele- I feel like he elevates my my songs. No, I guess, totally. Is what man. I would say. I get to take a, an idea and, and I never feel and, like it. I never feel like it fucking, I came here with a good tune and here and you we are suck leaving it. with a <laughs> Yeah, I fuck this thing here, scrap it. Yeah, you never know, mind. I, this song's not coming back. Yeah, and the, whether it be writing lyrics, music, the whole nine yards. The whole, the whole yeah. kit and caboodle. Yeah, I, I definitely like having that uh, dynamic, someone else who's like a real creator. Totally. And Scott, he, Scott always says like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just your guy's biggest fan, man. <laughs> That's so amazing. Like, he's good shit. Yeah, that's the, the I feel he's like he's there for the, the music too, man. Scotty's the uh, yeah, I don't know if I fucking not having, yeah, you got to play with Scott. <laughs> I wouldn't, I could not play with Scott, man. You guys are yeah. thick as thieves. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know you got work in the morning. What's your biggest piece of advice you're going to give upcoming musicians or anybody listening? Man, what I would say is the, the main thing that it, it's something that was given to me, uh, and I feel like the main thing I'll get is um, bands or people being like, you know. I don't know how to play there or how do you get a gig here? Or, uh, I want this, but you know, I can't get in. It's clicky. It's clicky. You hear that a lot. Yeah. And I would say the biggest thing is, is stop cold messaging these venues, start messaging bands Yeah. and try to set your shows up through other bands. Look at tour posters of bands of people you're playing with, see what acts (laughs) were on the bill, what venues were having bands like you, and attack it that way. Go through bands. Stop messaging <laughs> venues. Because when you get bands like, it, like say we were gigging and you were still living in Annie Ganesh, and if I wanted to play a gig in Annie Ganesh, it's much easier if you want to play that gig too and you set that up because you know them. Yeah. And if you're coming to New Glasgow Trade saying gigs. you didn't know and you didn't know Shoebox, yeah. it'd be much easier for me to contact Ian and the boys and set that up. So it's like, it's like when you can go through them, yeah, go through bands. Look Use your at community, posters. man. <laughs> you have to, you have to. That's the biggest piece of advice I was given. That's what Love got that. us out of our small town, got us doing what we do, which is go play gigs where, you know, that's kind of our thing. We're just fucking road dogs. But yeah, that, that that's what I think. That's what I think my, my biggest thing would be, man, is to message, go through other bands. Yeah. Work as- Set up yeah. shows together. Grow yeah, together. The, especially early on, especially early on. Like that's how, because, you know, maybe you build a connection with the venue after that. Yeah. But until then, yeah, just just get in there first. Fucking. I mean, uh, you can cold email if you want. It does work. Yeah. I mean, no, I, get some I've looked off it a lot work. of posters for booking gigs. Yeah, no, man. Especially if sure. you're out of town, it's like, okay, this, this place is still active. Make sure these yeah. places are active. <laughs> well, like legitimately, like say, and even at the where I'm at right now, like if I was like when I'm heading to Montreal, say like if I didn't already have something lined up, I would look at the last time you guys were there exactly. and see who was on the bill. And and then it'd be like, oh, listen, see if it's something that's going to make sense. And okay, oh yeah, they have a similar following. They're probably down for a show. Like, yeah. And they just know, trade and them just, off from when they're in town. Yeah, that's it. And just cu- try to make that plan where, or give them a bunch of contacts on the East Coast. Be like, you want to play? And if when you guys come here, you got this guy and that guy. And, and you got it, my basement to stay in. Yeah, that that's that's where it begins. That's how the shows happen. They don't, no one's going to call you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No yeah. one's ringing. No, no. one's going to be ringing. you be like, hey, we need you up here at the Carlton. I need you at Gus's pub. Yeah, you, you got to do the work. Trying, you got to do the leg work. Yeah, like whatever city you're trying to break out of or get into. That's. The, I remember sitting on uh, 
little Donovan, who used to be in the band, we were sitting on the stairs at his parents' house there going, how the fuck are we going to play Halifax? Someday we will. We didn't know how, right? I love that, man. I remember sitting there being like, what are we going to do? And we were looking like, how the fuck are these? <laughs> we'd be like, these guys are playing the city. What the fuck are they doing different? Yeah. Like maybe, I, maybe, maybe we got to get a, a, a new pictures and maybe if we get nice pictures, uh, they'll people like will us, look they'll at message us. us. Yeah, it's, it's like, if we, if we have 1,000 Facebook likes, uh, people will know this. No. Message the band. Get, get a hold of the band. Set up, the, set up set a up bill. Set up the shows. And and then you'll make yeah. Once you get the snowball rolling, it doesn't stop. It's like no. that's the thing. Don't stop it because it'll roll itself. I'm still a big thing of like, if you write a good fucking song, a good song will be a good song. Yeah, right. It'll, it's going to cut man. through. It's going to cut through. That's what I believe anyway. That's what keeps me, you know, excited that there's a chance at this. Is that there always is writing writing a good song will be the key. I don't think it's about. I'm not going to say that it doesn't help, but I don't think it's about making TikToks and, and I don't think it's about that. Not that that stuff doesn't help, but what I will say is none of the bands I listen to do any of that. None of the, none of the acts that I listen to today, like I listen to Marcus King and a lot of guys like that. And I mean, they make videos, but they're not like, it's not trendy type things. No. They're just, they're just doing their art and they're just, yeah, yeah, it, yeah just kind of doing their thing. And I, I feel like, uh, I, I'd gotten, Rope. I mean, and I don't have a problem doing cover song videos and stuff, but I got roped into feeling like you're not doing enough if you're not doing all that shit. Right. And it's like, I feel like I'm doing enough when I'm trying to write the best song I can. That's because all that's ever got me, um, you know, popular, someone listening to my music was writing a good song. It wasn't yep. a stupid fucking video trying to be a funny guy. Or, <laughs> do I you mean, know what I mean? No, as much totally. As, I lo- as much as I love that stuff watching it, it's like, I just don't want... You don't want that like to be of, your Well, your a lot niche. of people will feel less than because they don't have time to be everything. Yeah. And I just don't think that you, as like musicians or whatever, we don't need to feel less than because you don't have time. If you have time to be funny and introduce yourself through TikTok videos and stuff. That's great. But if you're too busy and your focus is just on your tunes, I think that's just as cool too. Yeah. Like, totally different strokes for different folks. Well, everyone's, they're just trying to make it seem like you have to be everything. Right. Yeah. And that's, and the, I mean, that's to the industry degree, we are in now because nobody has money. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, yeah, to a degree you do, but I mean, if I just, I like to keep thinking like, you, you just, like the authentic go- way. Well, a good tune, a good tune. No, hundred percent will, will be man. a good tune. Timeless tunes, right? I just, I think that's where the focus on the music at. first. Yeah, because I mean, fuck, who likes? I don't enjoy making <laughs> fucking silly videos enough, but I do enjoy jam with the boys. So it's like I don't think I could last a decade if the goal was to make silly videos weekly. No, but I know I can last a decade if the goal is to get together with those fucking and guys <laughs> and jam. You know, so it's like, how do we last twenty years? Well, the answer is going to be doing this, not going to be working doing on the videos. That, yeah, well, that stuff. Like, I want to do live in the studio videos and shit, but I, I don't know. I went through a phase of putting out a cover song every week and people were enjoying it, I think, and getting into it. Yeah. But then then I was getting stressed because I was running out of songs. Oh, and totally, And I was man. feeling like, fuck, I'm like, well, now I got this is all fell off a cliff and I'm kind of like kicking myself in the ass. Like, <laughs> you should stay on this. And I'm like, fuck, why do I give a fuck? <laughs> well, it's the thing is, it's know. just putting pressure on yourself. That's what I mean. Rather yeah, than enjoying the art you're making yeah. or d- enjoying what you're doing. Like yeah. like we've been talking, it's like you got to do it for yourself first. Yeah, and then every, the people that like it, they're gonna resonate with you, 
and the good a good song is always going to be a good song. Like I, you said, I believe man. that, man. I believe it. I mean, and we're seeing that. I feel like with these country uh, folky kind of, I'll say from the Tyler Childers popularity, we're hearing mixes and stuff now. More authentic. Like just, just acoustic and vocals. They're not overproduced, not not everything. I love that. Like that Red Beard guy, yeah. uh, Oliver Anthony. That yeah. song came out with just an acoustic and a, and a vocal, and people are listening to it like it's a top, you know, top chart hit. And but I think they also probably put a couple million dollars behind the promo for that. There's no doubt about it. I think what's cool, though, is sonically that we're back no, to being exactly. able to listen to a hit song that's so stripped down. Right, I'm it, there it with It helps you. us as, like, guitar music people that yeah. we can put out music that's recorded. It doesn't need to be... Because, I mean, for so many different decades things. there, like, you listen to it, like, drums and everything sounded like a machine. Everything sounded like it Robotic, was man. I know. Very produced. Yeah. And that was a sound that if you didn't have that, you just... You, just, you fell off the radar. Yeah, you just didn't fit no, in. No, I know, man. And I feel like today they're they're allowing more of this like lo-fi dynamic to be popular. A band in this. playing together, or they're allowing guys. that, man. Uh, yeah, they are. People are because because AI is starting to take over, and people are like, I don't want things so processed. Uh, yeah. Like it, that's the thing. It's like there's a plugin now to make things sound less processed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. can we put some dirt on that? It's like, yeah, man, that's the kind of thing where we're at. Like, people want that sound now, so. For guys like us, we're in fucking good shape, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it it no, honestly, I th- I, th- I was thinking about that as like this Zach Bryan and all this stuff's becoming more popular. Just very simple, stripped back sounds. Good songs. Yeah, and they're and like it's an acoustic guitar and a, and a drum kit that you can hear an actual drum kit. Uh, right, man. You know, and kind of swampy ish and. Yeah, and that's that's just really good for people who are making uh, recordings and music that isn't like you know fucking. Pop, pop, kind of. Because if you're not full on in that pop genre, you know, you should be allowed to have a little bit of dynamic in the mix. Hundred like, percent. Because pop music, I understand it's it's pretty. You know, it's got to be kinda, what it is. Yeah, it's got to be what, it, what is. it is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, it's and, and it shouldn't it's... be anything else. It shouldn't be anything else. That's what it is. But where is my yeah. mind by the Pixies? That snare drum in the beginning. How that's not over compressed. That's one of my favorite pieces of music. Yeah. Ever. And I'm like, yeah. like I show people all the time, like, listen to that snare, how it's coming yeah. in. And it's like, it gets louder. I'm like, yeah. this is what we need to bring back in music. Yeah, man, 100%. Those dynamics where things are just breathing. Yeah. You that's that's them. why listening to vinyl records is cool. It's like there's a little bit more yeah. more room to breathe and everything's not just a straight line. I like little peaks and valleys, man. Life has peaks and valleys. You guys put out some vinyls. We've been fucking cheaping out. We need to get down to fucking brass tacks here. But get her done. You guys, you guys did some, eh? We're going to be releasing our uh, Under Control on vinyl very soon too. And that had you fucking, that got to get a fella fucking rod on when he cracked the <laughs> box open of fucking vinyls. That's unreal. Well, getting the tester vinyl, like they get, you get a oh, test yeah. and make sure it's okay. And you're like, all right, this is kind of cool. Throw it on. Fuck yeah. Do your thing. Fuck that is, yeah, that's, that's something I want. I mean, we got a, we got CDs of fucking again. Man, on the you need to. People, st- I know you need to. I, I got a stack way, way over there somewhere. I got <laughs> CDs. I, I just love the artwork. I love seeing the whole project from the top to bottom. I like seeing where people's mind is. What, what they were yeah. thinking when they were writing the song, what, what they envisioned, just seeing yeah. who worked on a project, the whole kit and caboodle. So, like the 30 second videos for me, I need the more, I need a full story, I need a performance, I need a full concert, 
I'm not yeah. a, <laughs> as much as yeah. I am a scatterbrain. I like to know a full story. I like both things. I like when there's good, quick content, but I like being able to find the long form yeah. too. Because a lot of times that it can short reel form you makes in. You want more? Yep. I'm like, well, wait a minute. And that's taking Where a little segment fuck? from that. Yeah, yeah. Who did this? Who did that? Totally. We're all set, man. We'll make sure to look for you on the socials. Doing your stuff with Stonehouse next month. You got yeah. your tour. We got some stuff. Another EP yeah. coming down the pipe. Yeah, man. New single going to be called Little Things. Little Things coming. What's the date? Oh, I don't know yet. It's all just right. got sent for mixing. But I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping mid-March. We're hoping. Deadly. Well, man, yeah. I'll let you get to your night. appreciate you yes. coming and hanging. No. We'll Thank you, man. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, man. Chat soon. All right, homie. Later. Later. Big thanks to Mike McGrath for popping on. We'll see you next time on... What's going on?